Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. We are grateful to follow Jesus together with you, and we are picking up on part two here of our soul talk from last week where we were talking about unforsaken and the stations of the cross and how that has been so significant for us in our growth in Christ and our formation in him and what a grace that has been to us both and I shared last week how it didn't start out as a grace to me and it started out as a trigger for me and and, and something that I resisted and turned away from but at the same time Bill I was really seeing that you were really drawn to the stations of the cross you were taking time going to monasteries that had them and you would spend a couple hours walking them and praying and looking at them and, and then you would spend time reflecting back in your your, your prayer cell and writing about them and, and journaling your experience with each of the stations of the cross and we went to Israel and you spent a lot of time preparing a meditation that you wanted to do on the Via Della Rosa there and you led you got up early in the morning at 5 a.m. or before sunset, I think it was earlier than that, went in the old city and found the Stations of the Cross, hunted them down, found them, started in the dark and and did a meditation privately through each of them that was really meaningful for you and came back and reflected on that and prayed on that and journaled on that. And we had soul talk about it. And I, I kept seeing you just over and over go th- to the Stations of the Cross. You just were magnetically drawn to them. You were feeding on uh, on your relationship with Christ through the Stations of the Cross. And I didn't get it at that time because, like I said, it wasn't something that I was drawn to. And in fact, it was something that was painful for me that I avoided, that I didn't want to engage with. But I kept seeing that that it was so significant for you. And you're not alone with that. I mean, Mel Gibson, that was his story. It helped him to get free of alcoholism. And that's why he made the Passion of the Christ all featured and based on the Stations of the Cross. And so this is a, this is an ancient practice that has been very enriching and a, a deep discipline and grace that God has used in the lives of the saints for centuries. But your story in particular, I one of the things that stands out to me is I remember times when I saw you suffering horribly. So when you when your hand nerves were damaged by an IV that you got for surgery and you had horrific nerve pain that caused you to jump three feet out of bed when you were laying flat when when it first happened I was there and saw it and then anytime it would get touched even if I accidentally just went over to touch your hand like caress it or softly want to put my hand my fingers on your hand you would wince in pain and it was horrible pain or uh, wear a sleeve if a sleeve you couldn't wear anything that was long sleeved because if a sleeve or any clothing touched your hand you would wince in pain or Remember one time you were driving and something touched off that nerve pain and you just screamed it like as as bad as when the first time it happened and I remember just feeling so bad for you and you you would mention this is nothing compared to what Jesus suffered for me on the cross the pain Jesus suffered for me on the cross and it that seemed to be strengthening you in your suffering it seemed to be helping you to find a joy and a, a connection with Jesus in that horrific suffering that was sustaining you 
And I want our listeners to be able to hear your experience because it was so different than my experience, um, what you received from the Stations of the Cross, that this has become so precious to you, this practice, and that you've spent so many hours of your life and years of your life developing and meditating on and sharing with other people and leading other people in. Because I, I remember you saying things like, this has been one of the most transformative practices for you of all spiritual disciplines. So help, help us understand more about this. Well, thank you for that summary and all your empathy and uh, affirming me and just how I'm seeking to follow Jesus. I'm, I'm really blessed hearing all that. As you were talking, what I remembered is I've always been so drawn to the Apostle Paul. I think he's probably in Enneagram One. So I relate to that, and we'll be writing about that in this book on Enneagram and your emotions. It's coming out not until this is a September September of 2023. 23. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a big, big project to write this. So we all of you appreciate uh, your prayers for us, and I, I think that we'll tell Paul's story there as it relates, to, especially to Enneagram ones. So he's been such um, a mentor for me all my adult life and even as as a teenager. And of all the things he writes, one of my most favorite is Philippians because he's in all this suffering, but yet he has joy in God and in Jesus. And then of Philippians, my favorite is Philippians 3. And he says, whatever was to my profit, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection of the dead. Those are just the most beautiful, inspiring words to me because that is Paul all in devoted to Jesus. Earlier in in Philippians, he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I want to press pause here a minute. So friends, you didn't get to see, you're not here, you can't see us, but Bill just shared that scripture from memory. You've, You've memorized that passage. That passage has been something that has been important to you and helpful to you enough for you to to memorize that such that you could so easily just speak that. I actually memorized the whole book of Philippians and I've recited that during long runs uh, many times. But yeah, it's, it's, it's life-giving to me. And I relate to Paul and I a lot of things about him I relate with how hard he works, his perfectionism, struggling with resentment, frustration, he can get cranky about some stuff and get defensive about some things, but yet how he learned to live in joy. And uh, in Enneagram language, he, he learned to incorporate that growth line to the, to the seven. And so he, he, is, he is the best example, I believe, in the scripture of, of a disciple of Jesus, uh, particularly one who did not actually walk with Jesus in the flesh like Peter, James, and John and the others. He, he, he met Jesus after the, after the cross and resurrection. So like how you and I meet Jesus and his, his devotion to Jesus it gives his whole life meaning and happiness and peace uh, and power. 
And so he's just operating in, in the spirit of Jesus in all, in all that he does. And so I want to be more like him. I want to be more joyful well, and, and more fruitful. And, and a great key it comes from Philippians 3 where he says, he talks about the fellowship of Christ's sufferings, companioning with Jesus in his sufferings, the cross, but his whole life Jesus suffered. And so what I've learned from that uh, and this is really the heart of the Unforsaken booklet is because uh, there's two sides of it. The one side is the obvious, and that's thank God for Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank God for the cross of Jesus. We would all be toast without that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's through it's through the cross of Jesus that we're forgiven of our sins, that we're reconciled to God, that we've got heaven waiting for us because we've, we've rejected God and we were all rebels in, in some sense. And so we're separated from God and from beauty and love and joy and peace and, and eternal life and, and, and all of this. And so it's because of Jesus that we're reconciled, that we're forgiven and that we can live our, our daily life uh, from the kingdom of the heavens. And, and it just keeps getting better and better all the way until eternity in, in the spiritual uh, plane of it all. And so Paul is, is the best articulator and, and model of this, second, of course, a very distant second to Jesus himself. But Paul is so like Jesus. And this is, was a key to Paul's life, that he learned to find joy when he was abused and beaten as a Christian. So did you just think, I've got to learn this, how am I going to learn this? And thought, well, I think the Station of the Cross will teach me that. Well, I haven't been abused and beaten as a Christian, so that's like an extreme example. Uh, but I've been uh, criticized and judged and emotionally mistreated, and I've suffered many other things. And so what I've learned from Paul is that Paul found the power and the joy in the midst of those trials and those sufferings was to unite with Jesus and to appreciate Jesus' sacrifice and appreciate how Jesus suffered in that way before Paul did. And so an example from the Stations of the Cross is the very first station. It's probably my favorite of, of the 15 stations. If you count the resurrection, there's 15 stations, and we, we cover all of them in Unforsaken. But the very first station it's just is, is arresting to me. And just even now as I'm recalling that station, it's like all the memories of the, walking the Stations of the Cross and going through the Unforsaken booklet myself. I mean, I've, I've reread it and prayed it and meditated through it countless times myself. Uh, and I just start to feel warm inside and I start to feel tingling in my body. It's like just, it's just like I'm just so appreciative of what Jesus does there that he's standing before Pilate and he's, he's being judged and he's being wrongly unfairly judged he's being brutally mistreated he's being criticized he's being slandered publicly and 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 it's screwed up jesus is innocent he hasn't done anything wrong and it's all a a, a ploy of the religious leaders who are jealous and envious and and contemptuous and and they're they're murdering jesus they're getting rid of him but they don't have the power to do it and still look righteous so they're putting it off on on Pilate, getting him to do it and putting pressure on him and jesus stands there and, of course, he knows the whole purpose of his life is to go to the cross, and so this is part of that. But he's a human being, and he's, he's being criticized and judged and slandered publicly in a wrong way, and he's not defensive. He doesn't flinch. He's silent. He's secure. He's confident. He's at peace. And I'm, I'm at this station, and I'm looking in the eyes of Jesus through the gospel story, and I'm going, wow, 
that that is a, a that is a man's man. That is a healthy man. That, that is a godly person. There that 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 is a, the fullness of God in a human being. That he can be so secure and so confident and so peaceful and so joyful when there's a whole mob of people around him that are are judging him. You've said that's that's why we follow Jesus. If he had died cursing and cussing and complaining and some of the ways that defensive, we, we wouldn't be worshiping him. We wouldn't be following right. him. Right. If, if Jesus would have responded at the first station to Pilate, like the old Bill would respond, and sometimes I, I fall into, with defensiveness, with a, a counterattack of criticism, or or just scurrying around to, to please people so they'll think better about me, all these human reactions and defense mechanisms that understandably we struggle with. But if Jesus would have reacted in those ways, none of it would have worked. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 there, there wouldn't have been the, the sacrifice of the cross and we wouldn't be following him because he, he wouldn't, he, he's all through his life, he's loving people. The cross, the, the beauty of the cross is not the cross, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, the person. And, and it's, the, it's this perfect love embodied in a human being. And so, so I'm there at the first station of the cross with Jesus and, I, and I'm, just, I'm just weeping in the first times that I'm doing it. I'm just saying, Jesus, I want to, I want to be more like you. I, I, you're secure in, in, in the Father's love and I, I'm standing here with you and I want to find my confidence in you. And when I am judged, when I am slandered, when I am criticized, help me to, to remember this moment and to remember this strength that you have, that you're, you're not defined by your circumstance. Your, your, your personality is not thrown, thrown in, into a, 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 a distracted or unhealthy place based on a, an unpleasant situation. You stay centered in God's presence, in God's kingdom, and where you are loved, and, and you're, you're the, the son of, of your Abba, and, and you're, you're secure, and so you're able to be loving to pilot in the people around you. So I just began to picture situations where I feel judged and criticized and pressured, and I just it, it superimposed into that Jesus and how he is at the cross there, and the, 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 the stations of the cross, the passion, his, his passion. And it's like, Lord, help me be more like that. And so I'm learning. This is where I was really learning to watch and pray with Jesus, one of the main spiritual disciplines that we teach. At each of these stations, that's what we're doing. We're watching and praying with Jesus we're in, in a time of, of strength, solitude and silence, meditation on the gospel stories, prayer. I'm being strengthened, and now I'm praying that forward into my life with the trials that I face, ordinary daily trials like you shared on last week's podcast, not having chocolate. It, it's the, the beauty of that. It's, it's the little things. Well, and I, I saw this help our marriage because it changed how you responded to me when you felt criticized by me or unappreciated by me or opposed by me in something that you wanted to do. It, you, you changed. You weren't defensive anymore. You humbled yourself and you, you took it, but you took it with dignity and my respect for you grew more. Because what came out of you wasn't anger and defensiveness or withdrawal. What came out of you was love, and it was disarming to me. Well, thank you for saying that. And see, that's because of Jesus and his cross and my learning to appreciate that differently. And that happened through uh, the unforsaken journey in the Stations of the Cross and realizing that the key to Jesus is that he is unforsaken. And the way that we interpret Psalm 22, 1 on the cross, I, I think is, isn't right. 
I think we miss the point that Jesus is always loved by God the Father, and he knows that, and he's trained in that, and he's built his life on that. And so even at these points uh, on the cross where he probably isn't feeling that love, and he's feeling forsaken at, at that most critical point, and I think that's, I believe that's why he's reciting that, that psalm and invoking that psalm. And so that, that Jesus is unforsaken because he's in the spiritual world of the kingdom of God. He's so, in the embrace of his Father. So this is an example where what we, the podcast we talked about a couple of weeks ago about when faith and feelings can contradict or have can, we have faith without feeling and be real. Uh, this is an example where you're saying Jesus wasn't feeling the presence of the Father in a consolating way at that time. But his faith in the Father being with him wasn't challenged. And you've learned to practice that and through the Stations of the Cross, that when you're not feeling your faith, when you're not feeling the presence of God, you have found faith in being united with Jesus in his fellowship of suffering. Of course, sometimes I don't. Like, like this morning, I, I get uh, cranky and had to work that through because I, it's Monday morning as we're recording this, and I'm feeling the the press of, of things on my calendar this week and I'm trying to hold on to the Sabbath mode from yesterday and record these podcasts from that place of rest and, and nourishment and abiding uh, before I uh, engage a different side of my brain and different activity and I, I had to I had to work that through. But yes, at, at my best, I've, I've learned through these Stations of the Cross is, is one of the ways, and, and it includes this aspect of watching and praying at each station with Jesus. And that's the theme of the Unforsaken booklet. It's appreciating Jesus and his cross, the one side, that's the obvious. But the second side of it is, well, this is for my life. This is for me to take up my cross, which is the, take, to take up our cross, as Jesus asks us to do, is to deny ourselves. Uh, uh, pleasures, distractions, and but most especially sins, uh, in order to love God better, in order to love people better. Uh, the cross isn't bad things that happen to us. We all experience bad things and suffering. The cross is within those bad things or suffering, or within anything that happens, choosing to deny our own ego, our own advancement, our, our own uh, pleasure above all things, in, in order to seek the, the most important thing, which is to glorify God in that moment. And so... At each stage of the cross, we, we do both. We, we give thanks to God for Jesus and his cross, and we learn from Jesus how to be more like him. And so through watching and praying at each of these stations of the cross and the, and the gospel readings that surround those, it's like I'm getting another angle into the gospel. To me, it's like a fifth gospel, at least for the passion of, of Christ in the gospel, in that it's rearranging some of these scenes that are so familiar and putting them into a story that's been uh, remembered and, and, and commemorated by, by pilgrims for thousands of years. And it's like, I want, I want to take this journey with all those pilgrims that are in the, the great cloud of witnesses of Hebrews 12. And I, I like to do the original stations because that's what millions and millions and millions of people have done. And that's the Via Dolorosa in, in Jerusalem. And, and, and there, there's even, even there's a few of these stations that, that aren't like clearly like biblical history, but they're teaching biblical lessons and stories and, and, and I want to be a part of the unbroken community of, of God's people across the centuries and, and do the original stations and do it with Jesus so that I'm learning his, his faith in God. I, I, we want to have faith in Jesus, the Son of God, for sure, but we also want to have the faith of 
Jesus. And that's what Galatians 2.20 says, and there's another scripture earlier in Galatians, and, and also in uh, Hebrews 11 or 12 refers to that. Other places that Jesus' faith in God, we need that. And see, that's what I'm getting from the Stations of the Cross, is how he trusts in God the Father through all of the sufferings that are happening in, in that journey. And as I'm watching and praying about the, the little details of my life, like being criticized or judged, or, or sometimes it's from my own self, my own in, inner critic. Yeah. And so these are like daily trials. And so how do I face that with Jesus and with his faith in God? And that has been life-changing for me. So that's why we've poured so many resources into creating that Forsaken booklet. And then we also have the online website where you can share those meditations Unforsaken and do guide, them. Unforsakenguide.com. We've, yeah. we've got an, an online version of it. Yeah, and we hired an artist. We, we, we paid an artist to, to, to commission these uh, paintings of Jesus at each of the stations because we want it to be contemporary and fresh. And accessible. And accessible, but now. still be traditional and tied yeah. to the scriptures and... So you can do this during Lent if you want, but you could do it anytime. It doesn't have to be tied only to the season of Lent. And you did it all year long at many times over and over year after year. Yeah, it's a virtual crosswalk. Yeah. You, you can read through the booklet. Gosh, you could probably do it in 30, 40 minutes. It's great if you can spend a little longer. But the, the, the pictures, the scriptures, the, the short devotional reflection, the, the questions, they take you up close and personal with Jesus it's really a hidden jewel that most Christians have not really experienced, but it is powerful practice for developing your intimacy with Jesus and uh, your Christ-likeness, becoming more like Jesus Christ. So I've found it fruitful to do it on retreats. I've found it helpful to do it just laying on the couch in our house in a continuous time all through the stages, and I found it helpful to do it one a week. So there's different ways. It doesn't have to be done in a certain way. Will you pray for our listeners? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your, your life. Live before us in the Gospels, pure and holy, perfect love for us, for all people. And thank you for calling us to follow you. And that as we follow you, you make us fishers of women and men, and we get to serve you. And everyone listening to this prayer now is serving you. They are loving people in your name, pastors, missionaries, uh, small group leaders, parents, soul friends, uh, marketplace people, uh, nurses and teachers and doctors and uh, musicians and bloggers and all kinds of people who are taking their gift to serve you with it. Thank you for them, Lord. Help us, God, as a people to learn better how we can live as you live, Jesus, how we can live uh, loving God and our neighbor with, with all of our being. Lord, use the gift that we've had passed down to us from uh, past centuries, Lord, of the Stations of the Cross. Lord, use this devotional practice in our lives to help us appreciate more the gifts of your mercy and forgiveness and the call to, for us to follow in you, even to taking up our cross and learning how to deny ourselves for the joy set before us, for the joy set before us of this intimacy with Jesus and Abba. Thank you, God, that you open yourselves to us and that this joy of becoming more like Jesus 
being able to be loving and compassionate, uh, even in stress, even in injustice. It's our greatest witness, Lord. And so thank you for each each of our friends. Uh, bless them, Lord, with the ministry of your cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 